0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Planned, Prepped, and Productive podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Spackman, registered dietitian and mom of three, and believer in peaceful, easy, but also homemade family meals. On this podcast, I'm helping moms master mealtime and become the boss of their kitchen. As you do this, you'll find more peaceful meals through prep and planning. We will do this by focusing on four pillars for making mealtime manageable, doable, and if you give it a chance, maybe even fun. The four pillars are mindset and self-care, planning and organization, meal planning, and meal prep. This is episode number 74, How to Handle Holiday Leftovers Like a Pro. I learned almost everything I know about meal planning and meal prep in an elementary school cafeteria. Glamorous, right? (laughs) I started working in a cafeteria in a charter school on my college campus to give me needed experience hours to get into uh, my dietetics program. And despite being a cafeteria, it actually was sort of glamorous in that it was a fancy charter school and we made almost everything from scratch. It was here that I learned how to cook for a crowd, how to cook on a schedule, and how to handle leftovers safely and so that they actually get eaten. This is what we're talking about today, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Originally, this episode was going to be specifically about Easter leftovers, since after Easter, you likely have Starburst jelly beans coming out of your ears. Although, come to think of it, I don't think you need my help getting rid of those. But instead of going with Easter specifically, I decided to give you a step-by-step plan for managing holiday leftovers from any holiday or even any party or event. And as we kind of go through examples, I'll go ahead and use Easter leftovers as the example since that's what we just had, but keep in mind that you can use this for any holiday or event. All right, so let's dig into the three-step system for how to handle holiday leftovers without waste. Step number one is to plan for the number of guests that you're going to have. When I worked at the elementary school, the kids had two options of which entree they wanted to eat. One was a more ready-made option with cold sandwiches and fruit, kind of like a sack lunch, and the other was a hot, usually from scratch, entree. We had the same number of kids roughly every day, but knowing what they were going to eat out of the two options was always tricky. Uh, To combat this problem, we had each classroom send down a lunch count every morning so we had an idea of how many kids were going to want which lunch. It wasn't a perfect system. We really had no way of making sure that kids stuck to their original choices, and sometimes the hot lunch just looked too tantalizing when they saw it in person, so they switched, or maybe it looked less appetizing than they thought, and so they switched to a cold lunch. Um, so we would have some last minute trades, but overall the system worked pretty well for giving us a ballpark estimate in real life. However, when I'm throwing a party, sometimes instead of figuring out or asking, I just live in mortal fear of not having enough food. Seriously. My husband like makes fun of me all the time for my fear of running out of food at a party. In fact, I held a small dinner party just a few months ago where I knew I would only need one to two boxes of pasta, but I just couldn't stop myself from throwing in that third box. After all, a box of pasta only costs a dollar, right? Well, needless to say, we had pasta coming out of our ears, and I would be lying if I said I was able to get through all of those leftovers without some waste. We'll call it a lesson learned, but probably not. I might do it again. The best thing that you can do to handle your leftovers is to get information from your guests before the party so that you're making a reasonable amount of food to begin with. Who's actually coming to the party? Who isn't? Are you offering multiple main dish options? If so, will guests be able to choose both? Do you want them to choose one? Um, do you know what they're going to eat in advance? Once you talk to your guests and you kind of have an idea of how many people are coming, what their preferences are, some general rules to follow as far as planning how much food to serve is to plan about one pound of food per adult and a half a pound of food per child. And this is for the entire plate. Um, As far as specifics go for the specific amounts of each part of the dish Uh, the very best resource I found is actually a textbook that I used in college Um, it's called food for 50 I'll drop a link to that in the show notes and you can get used versions of this for like 30 35 bucks now so if you are interested in, in it it's a great textbook and the coolest part is that they have these incredible charts in the front of the textbook that tell you the serving size for essentially anything you can think of as well as the yield of things which I find Extra useful. So you would be able to look up an onion, for example, and see that a medium onion usually yields one and a half cups once it's cut up, or that a pineapple is usually three to four cups. Those kinds of tips so that not only do you know that a serving size of, say, pineapple is generally a half a cup, you also know how many cups of pineapple you'll be able to get out of a single pineapple. Um, If you're not interested in purchasing an entire textbook, I'm also dropping a link to an article from the spruce that is pretty useful for determining how much food to have per person. This is pretty useful. Like I said, but it's not nearly as detailed as what you would get in the textbook. My rule of thumb is to always plan a little extra or a lot extra because I'm me. You always want to be prepared for big eaters or anything that might go wrong. So I always want to have a little bit of wiggle room and I don't mind having a few leftovers, but if you go in with a plan, you will ensure that the leftovers you have are manageable and not half of what you prepared to begin with. All right, so that's step number one. Step number two is to take inventory of what you have left after the event or party. And I get it, guys. I know you're exhausted after your guests leave, but it's so important to handle holiday leftovers quickly after the party if you want them to remain safe. In fact, the rule is that food is only supposed to remain in the danger zone, the temperature danger zone, which room temperature is in the danger zone for four hours before it's thrown out. How many parties have you just thrown the food in the fridge at the end of the night, even after it's already sat out for that long? I know I've done this before, but it really is important to keep that food out of the danger zone. Um, So you may even have to make sure that you take a break after the eating's done and at least get the food in the refrigerator and then take care of it better at the end of the party. All right, so let's talk about exactly what it means to take an inventory. Uh, At the end of every day at work at the elementary school, we would count how many servings we had left of each meal. This helped us to see if we were preparing food accurately and how accurate our food count was, which helped us make adjustments for later as we needed to. I also helped us if we did have leftovers to know how much we had and to be able to plan to use that effectively later. So you can do the same thing at the end or in the middle of your party. Even Um, in general, in general, this is how I inventory and take care of my leftovers. If there are only a few servings left of something, I will probably just store it in the refrigerator and eat it the next day or two for lunch or serve it to my kids. If there is a lot of something, several servings, I am much more likely to store it in the freezer. Another trick I learned from the elementary school. One thing I find really helpful when storing things in their freezer is to store it in the form that I'm most likely to use it in. So since we just had Easter, let's say you have a bunch of leftover ham, you could absolutely just freeze it in slices like it is, but usually I use leftover ham in dishes like quiche, cob salad, pizza, breakfast burritos, or other dishes. But essentially everything that I use leftover ham for involves the ham being diced in small pieces. So if I want to actually use it, I'm much more likely to actually use it if I dice it up first, and then if I freeze it in usable portions. So usually a recipe calls for about two cups of protein, and this is a very rough estimate. But I generally freeze my meal prepped proteins in two cup portions. So that way, instead of having to break off pieces of frozen ham, I'm able to pull out just how much I need for a meal and the rest stays frozen and safe. Uh, my last tip when you're doing your inventory is to write it all down, of course, and then make sure to label any of the leftovers that you put in the fridge or freezer so you know exactly what they are, when they went into the fridge or freezer, so you know how long you have to use them. All right, we're already on to step three, which is to make a plan to use up the leftovers from your party. Carefully packaging up your leftovers only makes a difference if you then make a plan for how you're going to use those leftovers before they go bad. Luckily, if you choose to freeze your leftovers, the freezer is kind of like a pause button for your food, so you don't have to use it immediately. But in my experience, if I don't plan for it, it tends to just get buried in the abyss of the freezer only to be thrown away later. To make a plan simply use your inventory list from the last step and then go ahead and use that information to make a meal plan for the future so let's say your inventory list from easter says you have two to three servings of potatoes you have six cups of leftover ham you have 24 hard-boiled eggs 12 rolls and four servings of green beans So let's kind of go through that list and talk about what we could do with each thing. So since there's only a few servings of potatoes, I'm just going to store those in the fridge and eat them as leftovers, normal leftovers. Uh, Since there's a lot of ham, I'm going to chop it up into pieces and I'm going to store three freezer bags of individual servings or one meal size servings of frozen ham in the freezer. Eggs get pretty finicky when they're frozen. So even though there's a lot of them, I'm not going to freeze them. Luckily, my kids love hard-boiled eggs, so I'm going to add them to my list of available snacks for the week so that my kids know that they're available and that I remember them. And I'm going to go ahead and set six of them aside to make a Cobb salad for dinner. The rolls will probably get eaten up if I leave them out, but I'd love the chance to not make rolls again one night for dinner. So I'm going to go ahead and package those up and freeze them as well. There's not enough green beans left to bother freezing them, and I'm not sure they would do great in the freezer anyway, since they've already been cooked, so they might get pretty mushy. So I plan to eat those as leftovers at lunches as well for the next few days. All right, so now let's talk about the ham that we put in the freezer and what we could do with that later. The ham will stay good in the freezer for several months, but I'm going to go ahead and use it sooner rather than later to keep things fresh and organized. So for my meal plan, the week after Easter, I'll probably skip meal prepping meat and choose to use the ham instead as my meal prep. Um, I can make a Cobb salad, like I said, one night, and that will use up both ham and eggs, and I could even serve those rolls on the side. Another night, I'll probably make like a ham and pineapple pizza and then a corn chowder with ham for the last meal. Then during that week, I've already taken care of three meals that will come together so quickly and easily because the protein's already done. All right, my friends, that is the three step system for handling holiday leftovers like a pro. I hope that this has helped you see how you can use up your leftovers effectively and make sure that none of it goes to waste. So let's go over the three steps one more time. The first is to Cook the appropriate serving sizes from the beginning. The second is to take inventory after your party and store food properly. And the third is to plan your holiday leftovers into your meal plan. I'm curious now, my friends, what skills you have learned in unexpected places like an elementary school cafeteria. Send me a message and let me know. Amanda at callmebetty.com. I'm also dropping an episode in the show notes about freezer meal prep and taking care of your meal prep so it doesn't taste like leftovers. So if that sounds interesting, so if that sounds interesting, go ahead and check out that past episode as well. Next week we're going to talk about how to cook meat. So I know that this was so overwhelming for me when I first started cooking and it's one of the most daunting tasks about meal planning and meal prep is figuring out how to cook meat safely, how to cook meat so it's tender and it tastes good. So we're going to go over all of the different types of meat and talk about tips and tricks for cooking it just right. I'm really excited for this one. Hope you'll tune in. Thanks for listening, friends. Share the podcast if you can think of anyone you think it would benefit. I am grateful you're here. Until next week, happy planning.